Welcome to the topic of conversation with your host, Rob Scoggins, Jr. My name is Rob Scoggins, and I am uh, the host of the Topic of Conversation. We want to thank the staff and uh, the owners and the managers, Diane, uh, here at the um, oh, Brooklyn, original Brooklyn's. Uh, they are outstanding uh, staff, outstanding people to be around, outstanding great food for the people in the back. Thank you so much. Uh, Kat's working real hard for you right there um, all over the bar. We hope people from outside will come inside. We hope more people will sh show up, and it's fine. We're, this is brand new for us being here at original Brooklyn's. We're very, very excited to be here. And um, I think they're, they're kind of anticipatory for us being here, too. Uh, we're here on Wednesday nights, and this is the topic of conversation. And we are uh, an international podcast are all over the world. Uh, we're in 40 different countries. And the countries we're in the most that you can hear us in is obviously the United States, Indonesia, Belgium, Philippines, Mexico, and Turkey. And Will has informed me that Russia is now tuning in as well. And we're very, very excited about that, too. And so tonight, the topic is, um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, not being from the United States, but then being from the United States, because she didn't originate here, but she is here, and she is awesome, and she has a great story to tell, and she has become an uh, international businesswoman herself. She has worked uh, for several major companies. She is lovely and talented, and could not be more and enthusiastic to be here and be a part of this, and also, and also, I have to admit, I have to admit that she's cool. I mean, she's just cool. <laughs> some some business women, they ain't cool. They're just not cool. But she's cool. I mean, she's like laid back cool. And and she runs a business where where and she'll tell us a little bit more about it. But it's it's basically she takes people, uh, tells them you know uh, what they can do and how they can uh, present it, and then they go out and um, they present their um, their idea. I'm totally off on that. But she's gonna tell us. She's gonna tell us exactly what she does. And uh, please welcome to the show, Kim Tracy. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? You know we have, oh we, you know we have, we have something in common. Oh no. We have more? something. Yeah, we have some. Huh? We're, we're, what? What did you say? I said more. There's a lot in common. We have a lot in common. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, we're both adopted. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Did it you can know be. Did you know that? No, I didn't yeah. know you were adopted. Yeah, well, I was too. Yes. Yes. Where are you adopted from? I don't know. Um, a hospital. Um, well, I'm adopted from a tent. Well, that's cooler than a hospital. Oh, all right. You know, a tent. Really? Now, tell, now we, we have that in common. We're both adopted, but uh, we both um, came... Uh, I, I was born in a hospital in Virginia, and I was born on Christmas Eve, so that's kind of cool. And uh, then I stayed in the hospital for two weeks, and then off I went to a family. Uh, uh, and you were born where? I was born in Vietnam in a suburb of Saigon in 1973. The war was going on. Correct. The war was going on. There was a war. There when was you were a born. war. And then, and then, how did you get here? Federal Express delayed. That's awesome. It is. Was FedEx around then? I, I don't know. I, I made it, it up. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say cruise ship, but I mean... No, that's too slow. That's really slow. Mur, mur. Cruise That'd ships are slow. not going to a war no, country. Not. No. Um, 19, 1973, and then you got here by UPS or FedEx, mm -hmm. or well, United States Postal Service. How did, it, how did it happen? So I know, I know how birth happens, so we get, I got that. Um, but how did, how did you happen to come 
to Colorado of all places. So the story is that my parents wanted to adopt a baby from Vietnam because during the war, America had done so much damage to the country. So they said, we will adopt a baby and give it the chance at an American life. Now, were there a lot of people uh, around your neighborhood that, that thought the same thing with your parents, or was it just something your parents wanted to do uh, to, to help society, to help the world? Or was it, um, or was it a community thing that were, were you able to be you know, raised around other people from Vietnam? No, it was just them. Just them. Because you're really tall. I am really tall. You're I'm an Asian in a Caucasian body. Yeah. So do you, do you ever wonder about your birth dad? Do you ever... Because he was, he was just a tall dude. He must have, he, he must have been a really tall, tall guy because I turned out really, really tall, tall for a people, Vietnamese person. Yeah, because women in Vietnamese are tiny. I know. they're And they're, they're really little, tiny. Like Char tiny. was just talking about zero. Yeah. They're like zero or negative zero. Yeah, and they're so cute. And they're like, they're so cute. Are you saying I'm not cute? You are adorable. <laughs> no, you're adorable. There's a tall version of adorable. <laughs> so, going down, Rob. No, 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 no. <laughs> Um, so what, what, uh, how did that happen? So you, you can't, they, they were, they, they had the storyline. Your folks had this wonderful storyline. They want to help, um, war-torn, uh, Vietnam and, and you, and you came over. Right. So back in the day in 1973, adoption was very, very different. You did not have to double mortgage your house. You didn't have to, you know, pay five figures. You didn't have to fly to the country for six weeks to assimilate yourself to the culture. They basically contacted an adoption agency and that agency called one day and said, we have a baby girl that is available. These are her specs. This is what's going on with her. Do you want her yes or no? And really? So they, and so they said yes. And they said, all right, you know, it takes a while to get your immunizations done. And then you are flown to Hawaii. Okay. And then this is before cell phones. So something happened where we were delayed. We landed around midnight at Stapleton International. So you, 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 got all, you went to the hospital in... Honolulu, probably, and got all that no, stuff. No, you got but it without, done in without Vietnam. Your, were, your, were your adopted parents with you then, or no? Mm -mm, this Not is, yet. This is war. This is war. No, so there's, no, you couldn't. So they flew you to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. they, you got your checkups, got all your shots. No, 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 you get this all done in Vietnam. Oh, you get in Vietnam. Oh, okay. You have to get immunized against everything in Vietnam and then everything in the United States. Okay. And Hawaii's the first stop. Yep. Hawaii, or Hawaii, whatever. Yep. And then, and then Colorado. And then Colorado. So were you one? I mean, did it, or are you just still a little baby? Because I don't know how long that takes. I mean, five months. Five months old. Wow. And then you came here, and your parents said, okay. Right. And did they pick you up at the hospital, at the airport? Oh, no, they pick you up at the airport. Really? So you leave with three children, you come home with four. Wow. No doubt. Yes. That's how easy it was back then. <laughs> That's pretty easy. <laughs> pretty easy. Come to the airport, pick up a baby, and go I home. I know. Yeah. Wow. That is like UPS. I'm telling you. It's like commercial airlines. And so after that, then... I mean, were your parents um, Asian? Are my parents no, Asian? No, the, 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 people, the people who adopted you. Oh, no, 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 no. They're like uh, Ward and June Cleaver. <laughs> <laughs> people who don't know that, leave it to Beaver. Um, parents of Beaver and Wally. Yeah. So they're very, they're very white. They're very white. They're very American. They're very traditional. Mm -hmm. Yes. Big family? Extended family is about 35 people, I think. Wow. All white. All white. Was that cool? That must have been cool for you. You have to have a very good sense of humor when you grow up adopted because yeah. you're exposed to a lot of different issues at a very young age. So you just learn to either let somebody get their comeuppance very early or you take it. 
Is that why, is that why your upper body strength is so strong? Because you had older brothers? No, that's because I have older brothers, but because my cousins played, you know, for CU football. So you oh, have okay. to defend yourself against these really big people. Every every every, every day, every, every Thanksgiving, holiday, every, every holiday. Yeah, okay. Get in the buffet line first, or it's all it's over. It's all upper body strength. It's all over. All right, all right. And so you grew up in Colorado. Mm-hmm. You're Colorado. You're Colorado in first in Colorado first Boulevard. Colorado Boulevard, right here. Um, and you've stayed. You've, yes. Have you have you ventured out? Have you ever gone back uh, to? I left for college, and then I've lived in Chicago, and I lived in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Wow. Have you ever been back to Vietnam? No. Never. 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 Any interest? Interest, but it's a long way. Sure it is. It's a big ticket. It's a big ticket, and I don't speak the language. Yeah. And, you know, you can eat the food, but... Yeah, you get the food here. Right. Right. Alameda and, Alameda and Federal. When you realized... When you realized... <laughs> <laughs> and they raised you, like... like like I mean, I, I know because I've been adopted. Mm-hmm. They raise you like your own. Right. They, they love us. They take care of us. They right. give us their name. There's no difference. You, you're in the grade you're in, and that's the way you go. Right. So pretty easy for you. It's pretty easy, at the, but at the same time, you know, it's not because you're the youngest of four children, so you're dealing with that. But our father was also a principal, so oh. it's a very disciplined family. Like a principal of middle school or high school? Principal of East High School. Oh, East High School. Oh, Boy, so he knew everybody. He does, and everybody knew him. Yes. Oh boy. So you have to ditch school and be very strategic about how you do this. You have to beat <laughs> the system in a very creative way. Because you're the principal's daughter. You are, but remember, I'm adopted. Teachers aren't that smart. Ah, that's right. See. Uh huh. So you played it. They're not that smart. You played it. I did. You were a businesswoman even back then. Well, you know, you just have to negotiate and get it done. Were you a good student? Yes. Yeah. Best subject. Ooh, communication. So English and social studies. So talking. Talky-talky. 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 But only starting when I was like 16. Were you a good writer? Yes. Yeah? Still are a good writer? Let's hope. Yeah? When you realized that, um, <laughs> when, you, when, you went, when you got to high school and all that's done, you were the youngest of four, but you, you have three brothers? Two. Two brothers, one sister. And they were all much older than you, or? We are all within five years of each other. Okay. So, was it a good, was this family a good fit for you overall? I mean, did you feel... I feel very fortunate because I know that there are a lot of very sad adoptive stories yeah. out there. So I'm very, very fortunate in that I had a family that they treated me like the other three. And there's no, there's no difference. So I think when we got into high school, you know, I have one brother who, he's the rebel. He's the one who went through manual high school with a D average. You know, I have the nice. brother who's yeah. the jock. I have the brother, the sister who's the princess, and she shoot me for saying that, but there you go. Um, and then there's me who says, okay, I'm going to blend, but I'm also your strongest academically. There you go. There you go. And what happened? Uh, Where did you go to university? What happened there? I went to American University. So I was That's in Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. So we actually worked with a college counselor to identify the best communication schools in the country. And I applied to a lot and just thought, American University, Washington, D.C. It's very diverse. It's only 5,000 students at the time. And Boston University was my first choice. They hadn't accepted me yet. But when they did, my mom said, you can't go to a college where the campus, you've never seen it before. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Did she want to take you? Did you say, Mom, take me? No, I just said, okay, well, I'll go to American. All right, done, done. <laughs> yeah, D.C. is wonderful. It can't, well, it's because you don't live there. I don't. I'm from... I'm from Virginia, Richmond, right. so I know yeah, I did not, not live in D.C. D- yeah, you're no. not from D.C. It's very crowded. And uh, were you in the, um, 
Fairfax County area? No, American University is in, is in D.C., yeah. right on the Bethesda border. So you're right on Embassy Row. You're down the street from the National Cathedral. We would go trick-or-treating down the embassies. So it was actually a lot of fun. So a country girl from Colorado going to the major... Well, you, well you're not country, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, considering the downtown Denver is not downtown D.C. Correct. Um, culture shock? Was there just, oh my gosh, and you know, or were you like, fine, this is fine? It's okay because we... Um, we summer in upstate New York, so I have always lived in another part of the country for, let's say, six weeks out of the year. So I have summer friends, and I have my school friends here in Denver. So we would be up and down the East Coast all the time. Now, Colorado was a lot different when you were growing up. I mean, it's so much different than it is now. Right. Uh, a little bit more laid back than it is now, or a little bit, what was it like going to East High School you know, back in the 90s. That's so nice of you. Yeah. It was actually the 80s. Okay. Um, you know, going to Easton Manual back in the 80s, this is when the Crips and the Bloods were at their heyday. Really? So you are dealing with a lot of different elements, you know, like gang shootings. This you is were, in downtown Denver. This is in Denver. Wow. So you're dealing with a lot of stuff that, you know, kids may be dealing with more frequently today, but we're dealing with this in the late 80s. So you're just a bit more aware of what's going on, I think. Difficult for you during that time? or No, for me it was right great through? because I grew up in Hilltop. So all of a sudden I went from an all-white neighborhood and all of a sudden people were browner than me. It was great. <laughs> I was like, wow, look at this. This is cool. This is great. This is fun. Yeah. Did you date in high school? No, I didn't. Just went straight through and said, I'm not, I'm not, I know my focus, I want to get out. It wasn't even that. I had a friend from high school recently say, you know, when you were in high school, you were done with high school. You just went in there because it was like the law to go to yeah, school. To go. But I was working for a local catering company here when I was about 16, and I ended up doing very well. So I would be working 40 hours a week in high school and then going to school at the same time. Wow. Mm -hmm. Now, have you, did you always know you were going to be in, in business? I mean, did you... Oh, no. Did you, you, you wanted to be a newscaster, or what did you want to do? When I, you were in high school, what did you want to do? So our father took us to New York City when I was in 10th grade, and we toured the NBC building, yeah. and we were on the Today Show set, and I saw the map for Willard Scott and said to my mom, this is what I want to do. And she said, you want to be on television? I said, no, no, no I don't think I want to do that. But there's got to be some schmuck behind the scenes doing something. And she said, oh, you mean public relations? I went, well, yeah, okay, if that's what you mean. That's called. So that's why we looked at communication schools. Okay. And then you knew you wanted to do public relations. Right. And you wanted to be in that, in that world. Right. And, and here you are. Right. So after, after American University, you come back to Colorado or do you? I started working at 14th and K in Washington, D.C. the day after I graduated. So you stayed? Stayed. Started working for Edelman PR. Were you a sorority girl? No. No. I'm a GDI. GDI. What? Yeah, GDI. We can't say that type of language on these. Sorry. That's all right. no. It's a family show. No, you said it right. No, you said GDI. Um, so none of that. And then so you went, you went straight to work in D.C. Mm -hmm. Learned learn what? What did you learn there? You learn the good, the bad, and the ugly. You mm -hmm. learn um, kind of like Schoolhouse Rock, how a bill becomes a law. You know, we're putting the telecommunications bill through Congress. You're working with American Water Works Associations. And, you know, you're dealing with Intelsat. So you're, I actually got a very good high-tech and telecom background. Did you like D.C.? No. What do you hate about D.C.? D.C.'s a snake pit. Yeah? Because everybody is out for themselves. It's not a very friendly community. You Sad, know, it's, it? it's political. And that hasn't, changed in, that hasn't changed in 30 years. Mm -mm. That's sad. Mm -mm. Is it worse now, you think, if you went? I haven't been back. You never went back? 
You still have friends there? I do. Um, when I go back to D.C., I fly through Dulles and I leave. Yeah. yeah that's what most people do. Yeah. Reagan International or Dulles. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your time and mm-hmm. leave. Yep. Snake Pit is typically terms, you know, I always think Indiana Jones Temple. I always think Indiana Jones and the, uh, and the, and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, that, you know, Snake Pit. Um, D.C. has always, do you think D.C. has always been that way or has it become that way? Oh, I don't know. I don't know because I, don't, I was there from 91 to 97. It's a long time. It is. It's a very long time. And you see a lot of things that happen that's all to the of, country. That's all of Clinton. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So, you know, you see a lot of things that go on, but I think that it's always been a pretty solid backstabbing environment. Like, if you go to New York, at least somebody in New York is going to let you know the truth. Yeah, they're, they're going to say, say your breath I'm about, Yeah, right. or I'm about to backstab. Right. Yeah. Versus in D.C., you know, you, you're looking over your shoulder the whole time. Really? Yeah. What a horrible... Ooh. Not, if you, if you can picture. cut your teeth on the East Coast, I think you can survive almost anywhere. I agree. Especially, you know, I think, you know, Boston, New York, D.C., yep. those type of places. Mm-hmm. Maybe Atlanta, maybe Charlotte. But, sh- but, but Atlanta I, I and Charlotte say, weren't... Are nothing compared, I think, to no. Mid Atlantic. No, nothing compared to DC, Mm-mm. Baltimore, Mm-mm. Boston, Jersey, Mm-mm. anywhere in Jersey. Anywhere in Jersey. And you just think it's a, it, is it is it the term too many rats? One too many rats? Oh yeah, I forgot about the rats. There are a lot of rats in DC. Yeah, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of, and there's just one too many, and then mm-hmm. and then people start to mm-hmm. start to get that feeling that they're a pigeon, they're a rat, and they're just moving through the system. Right. Or you don't want to participate in the rat race anymore. Did it help you? Did did working and living in DC help you become a stronger woman? Did it help you become a stronger person? Did you bring some of that, you know, strength and tenacity to Colorado when you came back? Yes. So I call it the East Coast Edge. Okay. And this is where when I came back, my mother would say to me, you know, you you need to scale it back. Just scale everything back by fifty percent because you're scaring these people out here. So I had to relearn how do you work in business in Cowtown, Denver, Colorado? How do you dis- establish relationships with people? How do you speak to people? You know, it's not cutthroat like Washington is. Yeah. And then, so that helped you. It did. And you're more like, are you, because you've seen both sides of the coin. You've seen how, how evil business can be and how right. cutthroat it can be. And then you can see how pleasant right. it can be. Yeah, like I have a really, really good friend. She left a voicemail for me about, I don't know, three or four years ago. And she says, Oh, my name is so and so. I'm from. Um, I'm calling on behalf of my daughter, and I hope you're not a scam. And I thought, did something happen to this woman that she yeah. would leave a voicemail like this? So I called her back and said, is, is, "Are you okay? Did something happen to you?" She goes, "Well, you know, I'm from Boston." I went, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, get it. I get got it. it. Sure. Got it. You're paranoid." And that's what it was. Yeah. And then she was just concerned that maybe. Yeah. You're the same way. And now we're really good friends. Best friends. No, we're really good friends. Friends on Facebook? No, no, no. We're really good friends. <laughs> yeah, we're close. Yeah, we're, we're close, pretty right? tight. So after that, after coming, after having, in 1997, you came back from D.C., did you come here? I did. I came here and I started working for Barnhart CMI, Public Relations and Marketing, and hired for the telecommunications background, and then they put me on consumer accounts. Okay. And I'd, I'd never heard of a consumer account. I, I, I just didn't know. Because I've been working with your telecom, your satellites, you know, those type of people. So they said, you're going to work on this client called Starbucks Coffee. I said, well, who the hell are they? What's a Starbucks? I I don't know. I mean, Starbucks is a very different company in the late 90s. So we were thinking You were thinking Battlestar Galactica, right? I didn't even know what to think. I was like, I don't drink coffee. So I thought, all right. But the entire account team for Starbucks did not drink coffee. So we (laughs) were doing the promotions and the marketing and the advertising and the PR 
and none of us drank the product. It's not good, don't you think? We but it doesn't matter. It. it doesn't matter. It, I don't think it mattered because the public bought it. Sure. Now, how long did you? So you were on Starbucks campaign. Starbucks campaign. Um, this is also when the Broncos won the Super Bowls back in the nineties. Yeah, so we're able to, to be here. Yeah, I was able to work the Super Bowl parades. No. This is also when C fans was going on. Citizens for a new stadium. Fun. Um, you've got great opportunities to work with the Abs and the Nuggets, Sun Microsystem, Denver Botanic Gardens. So it was actually a really, really good experience. And that was with what company? This is with Barnhart CMI. Barnhart CMI. And how long did you stay with them? Was there about a year and a half, two years. Now, when did you start venturing out saying, I could do this, I, can, I could help people, I can, I can mold people into, into the uh, gyms that they are, into the public speakers that they are? Wow. I started this in March of 2015. Oh, just, just recently. Just recently. So my yeah. entire background has been promoting a person, a product, or thing, selling real estate, um, doing manufacturing for food companies, um, you know, working for Hershey's, stuff yeah, like Hershey's, that. Yeah, Hershey's, yeah. Yeah. Tell so, us about that. Tell us about working for Hershey. You know, working for Hershey's was interesting because it gave me the experience in a retail environment yeah. that nobody should ever have. It is, it is brutal. But what it did do is it let me relate to people who have worked at a retail level. And you do a lot of initiatives through Hershey that you've never, ever done anywhere else. So it's, it's actually very, very beneficial. Is product placement that important? Yeah, I mean, is yes. where it is? Yes. Because we, we hear, you know, always go to the, um, what is it called? The, the end of the aisle, it's uh, the, the end caps. caps. The end caps. That's where the clearance is. That's where the sales are going to be. That's where yep. the stuff that, you know, Target and Walmart want to get yep. rid of. Uh, if you're... If you're in the, let's say, chocolate aisle or candy aisle, um, the one, you know, you see Hershey and Reese's and you see all the other brands either high or low. Everybody wants to be at eye contact. Is that Reese's right? Reese's is Hershey. That's right. I'm sorry. Reese's <laughs> is Hershey. Sorry. I meant Nestle's. Nestle's. Yes. Nestle products. Sorry. Um, Reese's is Hershey. Right. Um, but those, you always see those right at eye, eye, eye level. That's where you want to be. And, because and do you the, have to pay the grocery stores for that? No, because there's a rep that is already sold in the planogram for that. So okay. any retail store that a consumer goes, there's already a planogram in set. And then when you leave the store, um, you still see the products there from, from Hershey and Nestle's. And, and that's, that's the quick grabs. That's the... That's your convenience. convenience yeah, that's store. like your checkout lanes, right? Yeah. Yeah, so in... Well, ooh, impulse, it's called impulse buys. Right, so in Icky Walmart, there are over 30 items for Hershey on that rack alone. What? Because you got to do gums, mints, and all your candy bars. Sure. And then the, you guys have to pay for that too, especially when it comes to Walmart. Well, we never paid for no, it. No, I know, but to get to get that. Nope, it's sold in by a rep. Sold in by a rep. Wow. I mean, these places are massive now. They're they massive. They make so much money. They are, and you have to do wall to wall. So wall to wall means you are working cookies, you're working chips, you're working <sighs> snacks, and then you're working the registers as well as Department Eighty Two is what it's called. And it's just. It was an experience you'll never forget. And you, yes. called, you said a little, it was a little icky. It's a little icky. So I dedicated myself. I would not pack out another Easter um, for Hershey Foods. And thank God, a really good friend of mine called and said, pack your bags. I need you down in Playa del Carbon, Mexico to sell real estate to the world. Why not? So I left. So you left. And how long, how long did you stay in? Well, that's not a bad little phone call. That was a seven-month contract. What year was that? What, what year did you get that This is like 2007. That's not a bad phone call to get. Yeah. So they just then, so randomly said, hey, come down to Playa de Karma, help me out for seven months and go home? Well, I mean, I, I'm a licensed realtor. Sure. So he was able to say, you know, come on down here. I need you to sell this product. This is what's going on. And I thought, well, you know, it's draw against commission. This is pretty good. 
I don't want to pack out another thing. So I resigned from Hershey on February 15th, moved to Mexico on March 6th. Wow. And how long was you? Seven months. Seven months. And you didn't stay any longer, no less, no nope. more? Nope. And then came back? Nope. Yep. A new woman in charge? It, it's a very, very interesting experience living in another country because being Asian, you know, when you tan up, they don't know... Is she Asian? Is she Mexican? Where is this person from? And then I had my Wicked Witch of the West bike where, you know, da 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 yeah, So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. like, yeah. I, have the, I have the basket and everything. Yeah. yeah, I just was missing, like, my rice hat. Wow. So, but it was in Mexico that I learned how to golf. Really? Yep, I was taught how to golf by a golf pro. I had no on idea the, they golfed him. Yep, only PGA uh, course outside of Canada, the U.S. Wow. Was that a, who, who made that one? So we were selling a product at the resort Maya Coba, mm -hmm. and they said it would be good if you learned golf. So I called up the golf, golf pro, pro and said, teach, teach me, me golf. Yeah. Easy for you? It's, I, I play. I'm not that good. You know, thankfully, my natural swing is the fade to the left. Okay. So you learned and you got, you got through it. And right. You have a handicap? Do you know what it is? Oh, I, don't, I don't know what it plus is. Nine, plus plus no 99? Idea. I don't yeah, know. It's right. horrible, I'm sure. Mine's, mine's hideous. <laughs> Mine in the pluses, too. Yeah, I just hit it. And, I have no idea. I just pray that it goes somewhere. Yeah, I hit it, I hit it and I hope it, stays, I hope it stays, you know, on there. Yep. So. <laughs> on, there, on the fairway? On the fairway. Yeah. On the, it's actually on the a greens. lot more drilling. He drilled me for probably three months just on the driving range to make sure that I didn't have any bad habits. Okay. Now, uh, from there, you came back. Yep. You came back to the United States. Yep. Came back to Colorado. Mm -hmm. And what year was this? This is still 2007. Wow. So I started working. I, you know, the economy is in the toilet. Mm -hmm. um, the recession nothing is, is about to start. Yep. Your recession is about to start. Nobody's hiring. And I got picked up by a career transition firm in the tech center. You've got a new president. You've got a new president. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, this could be a pretty good blend of PR, marketing, sales, and writing. And I found that I really, really enjoyed helping professionals in career transition. But the company was unethical. So you've never had a problem finding a job? No, I have. Okay. I'm not like my brother who goes to a bar in Steamboat Springs and ends up negotiating a deal in Branson, Missouri. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I have problems. We all can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. But uh, no, I worked in that field. I, I worked for that company for probably half a year. And when I was informed of some legal issues, yeah. I went back to Mexico. I wrote the business plan for my first company on the beach. <laughs> That's a great. That's nice. That's wonderful. Really? <laughs> yeah. On the beach. Yeah. And they said, sure, why not? Well, I said, why not? Just I'm wipe off the it. sand and here you go. Yep. So I came back to Denver and this is where I had to learn how to network and how to build relationships with people and how to get out there. And I thought, this really sucks, but I have to do this because becoming a W-2, I think, is even worse. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then having to get people to pay you is even harder. Yep, so write I check, started... Write the check, write the check. Well, I started marketing myself on LinkedIn for my first company, and within one month, I had a nationwide clientele. Do you like LinkedIn? Mm-hmm. It's good? For me, it is. And it works? For me, it does. Now, did you get clients for LinkedIn, or yeah. did you get a... Yeah. 100% clientele. And just said, hey, I'll help you. Yep. I want to help you. I want to yep. do this for you. And people were like, okay, sure. Yeah. And did you charge them? Yeah. Uh, a good amount? In the beginning, you know, you're very real realistic, yeah. and then I increased my rates every quarter. Okay. That's, that's normal, mm -hmm. and it's working, mm -hmm. and that's how this started. That's how yes. this dream of what you're doing now. Yes. So last March, two career transition clients said, "If you would transition and become a speaker agent, we would be thrilled. We would be able to work on our writing, on our books, and just speak." And I thought, I have no idea what you're talking about. But so I blew it off. But then two days later, I met with a business coach, and he said, "Oh, you know what? That would actually be a really good blend of your skills." 
So I thought, well, maybe stars are aligning. So I started researching speaking bureaus, and I found that they are outdated. Their policies, their procedures, they're boring, they're stodgy. I thought, well, this, this is no fun, but there's really good money in it. Sure. So what if we can change the model? What if we can do things that are a little bit different in 2016, 2015? And so I... Did a very non-traditional thing. I did an email blast, but it wasn't a blast. I did individual emails to people in my sphere of influence and began interviewing eight to ten potential speakers per week. Wow. All over Colorado or all over the United States? It started originally in Colorado, and then gradually people just started finding me from all over the country. And it's you're going strong now. Right. And you've only been around for like less than a year? Right. Dude. Right. So our website went live in October of 2015. That's when I really considered that start date. And that's when we started really engaging. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. And how many, how, many, how many speakers do you have now? I think we have about 55. 55. All, ranging in all different topics. All different topics, all different ages. But the one thing that they, or the things they have in common, these people are doers. They actually walk the walk. If the speaker cannot prove to me that they do what they do, they're not going to qualify. So you don't, you don't, you don't take everybody who comes mm -mm. to you. You're very selective. And getting more selective as we go along. And you don't just call people. You, you engage yourself saying, look, if you, like you just said, if you can't do it and you can't prove to me this is what you do, you're out. Right. So you can smell BS a long way away. Yeah, you have to get really, really good at smelling BS. So the first place that I call BS is I say, send me your speaker reel. And they don't have one. Right. Yeah. Send me a one-sheeter, send me a fact sheet, send me a price list, send me this, send they me can that. Do all, if they have some of that, then they have a chance. Of, then they get pieces, a phone call. Then they get a phone call. They have, how many of those things do they have to have? One or two? All of it. All of it. Wow. So you're, you're no nonsense. If they're, if, they don't, if they're not already doing it, you don't want to rep them. Yep. I think it's a lot harder to sign with me now than when I first started. You know, that's, a, that's very much like how Hollywood works. And, you know, uh, some, some agencies, look, if you don't have your card, if you're not... You know, sag after you, I'm not even going to look at you. Right. And if you do, okay, let's see what you've done or see if you're even talented. Right. And boom, you're right. going. So that's what you do. Right. Do you have a limit of how many? So if somebody's listening to this uh, in the future and they want to contact you, if they have to have all that and they have to be real. It helps. And then are you, st you still might not even take them. Correct. And how many, do you have a number that you want to hit someday? You want to, 110, you've capped out, 180, whatever. You, what you, you know, not really, because our, our model is changing, which is good. And the way that we're marketing the speakers is changing, which is also very good. So we're, I'm always trying to be innovative and creative and take ideas and everything. Um, so, no, I don't see a number. I didn't think I would hit 55 this quickly, mm -hmm. but it's it's been a very, very good thing, even if we got to close to 75. I mean, that would probably be more than enough. a nice little cap. Mm -hmm. You have a wonderful story on how you named your company. Now, most people name their company mm -hmm. after themselves. You know, it's either, hey, this is, you know, you know Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. We know <laughs> whose neighborhood that is. Um, we, we, know, we know if it's, the, you know, the Johnny Carson show, or we know it's the Drew Carey show, you know, we know it's Seth Meyers or, or, or Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon. You didn't do that. Mm -mm. You, you've named it. Maxwell. Right. So I was actually taught. What's the name of the company? Well, it's that? Maxwell James Agency. There you go. But I was taught or I heard somewhere that you shouldn't name your company after yourself. Yeah. So Max is my nephew. He's a really cool kid. And he embodies the spirit of the agency, which is innovation, creativity, technology, you know, art, science, which I suck at. 
but he is all of these little things. And he's and a wonderful I, little dude. How old is he? He's this cool little dude. He's like 11 years old. 11 years old. So he's I, got a company named after him. Yeah. So I called Max up That's and I'm like, cool. hey, can I use your name in a company? And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then I called my sister, the real decision maker. Yeah. Hey, can I use his name? And then can I use his picture? Yeah, I want to trademark him and I want to yeah. use his image. And then the kid asked me for a commission. You darn right he did. Yeah. He's like, where's my he's royalty fee? Kid. I was what, like, who the hell are you? What did you give it to him? No. Nothing? He got a Christmas gift. Nothing? He's fine. That's true. Did you give him flowers? No. Did you give him chocolate? No. Did you give him food? No, he gets like Lego oh. architecture series. Oh, well, he gets nice stuff. Yeah, he gets nice stuff. So, he's fine. But he knows his name's out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when somebody Googles, if he goes to, he's in middle school? Sure. Sure, I don't know. Nine? Is he nine? He's 11. Oh, he's 11. So he's like in sixth grade. No, he's not in sixth grade. He's in like fourth. Fifth. I think he's in fifth. Yeah, fifth. You know. So when he goes to when he goes to elementary school, he says, "Hey, Google me, man." No, he does not say I that. I got Google me, man, because I got a company <laughs> name with me. No, 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 no. He doesn't. Even and it's go a there. good company. It's not like this schmuck company. You know, he's got a name. He's got a name. He's got a good company name after him. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, <laughs> it reminds me because Michael Keaton is doing. Mike. My, you know who Michael Keaton is? Uh-huh. The Batman. Uh huh. And he did a bunch of other movies. Yep. Just did Spotlight. Just did Spotlight. He's going to play Kronk, the guy who's created McDonald's. Oh, yeah, Kronky. Yeah, and so that's coming Kronk, up. Kronk. That's coming up next year. Okay. Yeah, so he's going to he's going to show us how he invented McDonald's. Just remind me of that because that's a good name too. It's not his name. I mean, it's just named after somebody else. But no, so he's got a great name name after yeah. you. Uh, Maxwell. Yep, his name is Maxwell James Rogers. And his Maxwell James agency. Mm-hmm. And you chose that because of his. Because he's just this cool kid. He actually embodies everything that adults are trying to achieve, which is joy and happiness. Yeah, and commission. And commission. <laughs> yeah. And you have 55 people right now, and it's going well. Mm-hmm. When we come back after the break, we're going to bring one of her, uh, one of her uh, lovely, I guess, clients or friends speakers. or speakers or whatever you want to, however you want to capsulate, because there's eating. several different... Oh, two of them. Those two. two of them. That's right. I mean, we can bring up Aaron well, too. Well, and, oh. and Aaron's here too. Yeah, um, we sure can. And and I forget that Jill Jill Christensen is one. Aaron is one. Uh, bring them both up. We can bring them all up. Uh, Jill's actually been on the show before uh, by herself, but we can certainly do that too. Uh, we're we have um, uh, the lovely Shar Gil, Gilman. Right, Gilman. Selena, Selena Goodlegs. Selena Goodlegs. I'm totally her, her, start that's, that now. Totally her 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 hyphenated name. Yeah. Yeah. When we come back after the break, we're going to bring her up, and we're going to learn how uh, Kim and her and Jill and Aaron are changing the world, and the world of uh, uh, speaking, and the world of just, you know, being, being good people. I'm Rob Scoggins. This is the Topic of Conversation. I'm your host, and I'm here every Wednesday night here at the Brooklyn's. And don't forget, Brooklyn's is a wonderful place to come, and you can bring your friends, your family. You can have parties here. Talk to Diane. She, she, lo- she would love to talk to you about booking a party here. You can come here before a Broncos game. You can park over here, take a light rail to the Rockies. Have a good time here at Brooklyn's. Uh, great, wonderful staff and incredible food, and a very warm place to uh, be in the uh, right, right off, right off the, the heart of uh, right off of the road uh, on your way to Denver, Colorado. We'll see you right after the break. Thanks. Just a kindly reminder, everybody, that the show is brought to you by our official drink, Zing Tea, the official drink of the topic of conversation. Anytime that you are around the Denver metro area or just around your grocery stores in the United States and Canada, Zing Tea is right there. X-I-N-G-T. You go to X-I-N-G-T.com. That's Zing Tea, the official drink of the topic of conversation. I'm your host, Rob Scoggins, and just want to remind you to have a thing for Zing. Zing Tea at your local superstores and your convenience stores around the country. Thank you. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Topic of Conversation. I am Rob, your host, and we are here at the original Brooklyn's in the the city of Denver. I just want to thank Brooklyn's for hosting us, the original Brooklyn's right here, Uh, Diane and the staff and everybody's wonderful, Jimmy and 
and Kat is working real hard for you. They're wonderful, wonderful staff. It's a wonderful, wonderful place to come and uh, book a party, have some fun. If you have an event coming up, talk to them. They will definitely uh, host it uh, for you. They have a great, uh, if you haven't seen it, they have a great uh, patio, a huge upstairs, a great area here. Uh, it's a great place to come before a ball game and then take a light rail down the ball game, Pepsi Center or Coors Field or or, or, or Denver Center Foreign Arts. You can do that too. Um, also, of course, right before a Broncos game, this place is packed. So uh, hopefully you can get in here and have a beer before you go to those games coming up in August. And the Broncos are back in the August. Um, we are back. This is the Topic of Conversation. I'm Rob Scoggins, your host, and we've been talking to Kim Tracy about her wonderful journey uh, from Vietnam all the way to Colorado and D.C. and back and what she is doing now and uh, helping, uh, helping others become better and, uh, and, making, and making money for herself and others and, and having her little, her little business named after her nephew, which is so cute. Um, we have one of her, uh, we have three of her clients here, uh, Jill Christensen and Aaron, Aaron Malarkey. And um, no, what's your last name, Aaron? I'm sorry. You work for her. That's right. So Aaron Burke works with Kim Tracy. Oh, very nice. And then one of and one of her uh, uh, speakers, uh, speakers uh, and one of her uh, wonderful speakers here, um, Char, uh, Charlotte, Charlene, Charlon, Shalom, Charlene, Charlene, Cher, Char, Cher. I like Char. I like Char. I like Char too. Yeah. Char Gilman, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm well. And 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 you are you are have been speaking for how long since you were birthed? Yes. When did you start birth. speaking? Age what? One. Um. Yeah. About age one. My, I think my, my, my yeah. First words were kept going. Yeah. yeah. Just kept going, and I just don't stop. Um. I just want to remind everybody real quick before you leave. Um. My uh, Sally Fields. Uh, my name is uh, Doris. Uh, posters are free for you to take, and of course a lanyard from Zing Tea, which is our official drink of the show. Okay. So that um. You've been speaking forever. When did you realize you had the gift? Did Kim come to you and say, man, you're, you got the gift of gab. Do you want to do this? Or how did you figure yourself out? You know, for me, I, um, I grew up in the financial world. Right. Hedge fund companies, private investment groups, your, your guys on Wall Street, those were my clients. Making some money. Making some money. Okay. And I was brought in as a consultant with those guys to train them on our software system. So I was a trainer. And I was speaking, and I was there to bring change. And what I noticed about that is people resisted change. They hated it. They hated it whenever I walked in the door. And it was a challenge for me because I knew at the end of the project, they would be so happy to see that they're living a better way of life, processing trades in a better way. Um, Through my training and, and getting into speaking, I decided that Corporate America was no longer a fit for me, okay. and I needed to grow my wings. Okay. You, so, made, you made your money, now you want out. Yep. Okay. So five years ago is whenever I walked away from it all and decided to start up my own business to change lives for the better. So you were in New York? No, I was in Dallas. Dallas, that's right. Yeah, Dallas, but, I, sorry. but I traveled, but I traveled but you to traveled, New York. Like, yep. traveled New York. Okay. Yep, quite a bit. So and you were in Dallas, and you was like, okay, I want out. And then Colorado, the Rocky Mountain High hit you. Yes, we actually had acquired a company up in Boulder, and okay. I asked to be part of the integration. So I came out here, didn't know anyone. It was just me and my dog, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Typical story, me and my dog. Yeah. And it came out here, decided to work with the group, and I felt like there was something that was missing that I wasn't doing. There was, there was something pulling me towards, towards just getting a message out there that was different from 
the regular job description that I had to follow within corporate America. So I had to step away from that and decided to start up my own business um, doing speaking, training, workshops, authoring my book, and just going from there. Does it help to have a book? I mean, does it, because that's kind of like your little, little, your little packet of who you are and what you're trying to, yes, to give to people. I think it, I think it helps. Um, I think it helps whenever people can't hear you speak, they can read your message that you're speaking on. Okay. So yeah, I think it's a benefit. And what's the name of your book? Wake up, break rules. It's time to man up and live your destined life. There you go. I know. I like that. <laughs> that's got, mm, that's got some power there. And uh, how old is this book? How old is it? It's actually coming out this summer. Wow. Yes. Not even out yet. No, not birth, yet. Birth of a baby. Birth of a go. baby right here on the show. So birth of a baby. That's wonderful. And, and congratulations. So it comes out when? I'm looking for the summer, June, so end of June, June, June okay. July. All right. Yep. That's big time there. And now when you, when, did, when you were talking to Kim, did you have all those, all those things that, you must, that she said you must have, you know, with the video and the... I don't know, Kim, did I have it all? Nope. That's no. why it was... It's harder to sign with me now than then. <laughs> Were you one of her first? No, she no. came in December. December? Okay. Yep, December uh -huh. 2015. Okay. Okay, December 2015. So that's uh, a year ago. No, no. Six, six months ago. What year are you in? I don't know. It's April. It's April. So what? <laughs> December, January, March, April. Five, 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 six months ago. Yeah. Right. So and, and so and that's that's almost when you when did you start? We started really in October when the website of launched. fifteen. Mm -hmm. So two months you got mm -hmm. her, and now it's even harder mm -hmm. to get on your team yep. to become one of one because of your... with every speaker the bar is raised, and with her doing a lot of things that she should be doing, she's actually raising the bar for the current speakers. Okay, so you're welcome. Yes, you are. <laughs> and and Jill, who's in the audience, is like scaring people because she's such a go getter too. Yeah, she's huge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you, you, your book's coming out. What is your message? What is what is? I know, I know you say a lot in your title. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a wonderful big title. But what do you? What is your message? What are you trying to get out there? So the message behind the book is is based on you know business professionals that know they have it all. They know they've got it all within them, but they feel unsuccessful in having it all, okay. and they have so much anxiety and fear around it. And it's helping them to break down the rules that they've created in their own mindsets of thinking how things should be instead of just relaxing and looking at a new way of doing things. Okay. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. What a nice message. Isn't it? Now, are you, are, and you brought your husband with you. Yes. And his name? Connor Gilman. Connor, Connor Gilman, and he works for? Relocation Strategies, which is our other business. Right. And I have my mother-in-law with me, too. Yes. And then your, your nephew? My nephew, Grant, Grant who's, who's hiding. Grant, hanging out. Hi, Grant. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I uh, hope you're playing candy. You can't playing candy. You're coming crush. up here next. Candy Crush. You up here. Candy Crush, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so when when you when you decided to do this, um, you just said, look, I want I want to get my message out there. I want to do this. And did you did you Google Maxwell James you know, agency or did she find you? How did no. That, how did this happen? You know, here's the cool thing about how it. How the heck did this happen? The the cool thing about how I got introduced to Maxwell James. I was actually speaking with another speaker, imagine that, yeah. and her name was Kimberly Alexander, and she was telling me about this person named Kim Tracy with Maxwell James. So that was the first, I, first time I ever heard of Kim Tracy, and then three days later, I received an email from another friend 
that was introducing me by email to Kim Tracy. No, oh, okay. So it was complete d- divine intervention. Somebody made it, I mean, somebody, it was suggested to her. Correct. That's wonderful. Yes. And you, and you looked her over, you're like, oh, I think there's something here. What did you see in, 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 in uh, Gilman over here that You know, it's really funny. Clicked? We met at the Panera Bread off I-25 in Hamden. And Which we is just a, clicked. Yeah. So what I look for is, you know, passion in what she does. Does she have charisma? So she has all of these elements. And she's also, she's very businessy. She's very funny, but she's very businessy. So we were just able to have a very good conversation. And it's almost like Jill. Jill's like, I was ready to do, bam. Will, will you explain businessy to me? I'm curious too. She's she's very um, to the point. So she she has a she has a focus. She has a goal, and that's it. Right, right. And I want to make she wants yep. to make sure it gets out there. And, yep. All right. So I always look at like, all right, I know that you know what you know, but let's see if she's got the personality. Let's see if this girl's any fun. <laughs> you know, let's see if she's you know got it for the stage. So very much Lauren Michaels. You're like Lauren Michaels. <laughs> Lauren Michaels. If people don't know who Lauren Michaels is, he is. The uh, producer, Canadian, he's Canadian, but he's pr- pr- to produ- uh, the producer of SNL, also known as Saturday Night Live. And he said in, in the 45th, I believe, or the 40th anniversary of SNL, somebody, some good reporter finally asked him, what do you look for in your talent? And he says, 50% of it, you can be funny, you can be, t- is likability. Right. Likability is what gets you on SNL, 50% of likability. And I have to look back at all the cast members that have ever been on that show and I'd say it, but he's, he's spot on. About 95% of them are very likable. Right. They're not the funniest people in the world, right. but they're insanely likable. Right. And that, that was half the battle. And, of course, he's also chosen some very good actors as well. That's what you can look for. Likeability is huge, isn't it? I look for likability, and I also carry around this photograph of Max, which people can see on the website, and I will tell the story of him, and then I'll say, and this is Max, and I'll show the picture, and if they respond a certain way... I know they're the speaker for me. Don't say, don't say your secret. I won't. Because this goes everywhere. And then if they say, if they respond the other way, then I'm like, And that's how you get on, that's how you get on Kim Tracy's team there, folks. Now, you saw that, you saw that in her. Did you, do you see that in everybody? Because you have men and women. I mean, you're not just, I mean, you're not just hyper-focused on women. You have a lot of men, men uh, speakers as well. Right. And they come from all over the, all over the spectrum as well. Right. Do you double up? I mean, so if you found somebody who's like, uh, uh, Gilman over here, or Christensen over there. Do you oh, double? God, no. Do you double up, or do you say, "I've got this. Ta- I've got this speaker, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. That's the only one I have. I don't have one who's gonna overlap the other one or compete with each other." Um, no, you, you kind of, from the agent perspective, you kind of want a little bit of overlap because you know, Shar Gilman can only be in one location at one time. Right. She physically cannot be in two places. You know, Jill Christensen. She can only be in Denver, Colorado. She's not going to be in Hawaii, even though she would love to be there right now. Sure. So from that agency perspective, it's like, okay, well, if we have two events, we need to put two people at those events. Now, have you been booked yet? Have you, have you had a chance yet? No, not yet. Because well, you don't have your book yet. I mean, you got to have your book and everything, right? No. No? No. Why do you have to wait for your book? To I don't books? know. That's what I'm asking. It's a work in progress. It is a work in progress. It's like, it's, it's like the speakers have to work hard. Right. Yeah. Promoting themselves. Right. That's why Char is here. You right. know, that's why Jill was on your show. Yeah. They have to promote themselves. They have to get themselves out there. Um, for the speaker who is not marketing themselves or their business, the agency can do as much as we can, but we are just not the silver bullet. Of course. No, I know that. Yeah, I mean, be, being, yeah. being in the industry, being in any industry, yep. you have to market. I mean, even doctors market themselves. Mm-hmm. Dentists market yes. themselves. 
you know, politicians, yeah. everybody markets yourself, and until yeah. you know somebody goes, until yeah. it pops, until it pops, until right. it pops. So and so is, for yeah, and so for now, I'm booking my workshops that mm -hmm. I pick up, yep, and my speaking events that I pick up, yep, but not through Maxwell James right. just yet, right? Yeah, and because it takes time. We right, we really it does. are it takes time. we're the gravy on top. Sure, right. you know, we're that add on to whatever she is doing for her company. Exactly, that's wonderful. Yep. So that's how it works. Mm -hmm. Now, when do you it, like if you suggest somebody like you? You go to you have a friend who's getting into it. Um, do you allow that, Kim? Do you allow people who are already speakers of yours to suggest other speakers, and you'll look at them and say, "Yeah, maybe." Happens every week. Happens every mm -hmm. week. And you sometimes say, "Not quite yet," or you just tell them. Yeah. How do you tell somebody <laughs> that you don't want them? How do you break the news to them? I mean, is it like a beauty pageant where they don't, you know? And second runner-up is, <laughs> you know, I mean, or is it just I'm a phone call saying, "Look, I just don't think you're quite ready." When you are ready. You know, do you ever tell somebody this is what you need to do to be on my team or to become? How do you do it? So the first qualification is usually in an email. Oh, I'm so happy to hear from you. Could you please send me the following? And I list it. Okay. And that's usually the first stop. And if they have it, they'll send it. If they don't, the email back is, well, we're working on it. We'll get it to you tomorrow. Great. Whatever. That's it. Right. And then, and then, if they have it, do you always say yes, even if they? No, I no, have, so to like have to too. like them too. Yeah, you have to like them. And they also have to meet the caliber of the speakers right now. Yeah, and you have fifty-five, mm -hmm. and 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 men and women. You have mm -hmm. the whole spectrum. Yep. And you have a whole spectrum of age groups too. I mean, yep. you have young speakers, yep. older speakers, people who have you know done this with their lives, done that yep. with their lives. Yep. You don't have a category of just. No. Of just you know a bunch of baby boomers out there trying to right. trying to talk about right. whatever right and you know in what Char does because it is there are hundreds of thousands of her category right out there Correct. so she has to work very hard at distinguishing herself from her competition what makes her unique um, why would somebody want to hire her what are these traits and she has to do this to the nth degree dot 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 without medication yeah. Yeah, and uh, she has yeah. to do it day after day after day. And what is what is your other company that you and your husband run over there? Um, our other company is called Relocation Strategies, where we actually handle the whole project management and consulting side of moving businesses from one location to another. Wow. So whether it's industrial, corporate office, um, Animal Hospital, <laughs> any, I mean, any of those. So we handle that whole piece. And so my husband runs that side of, runs that side of the, the life. And then you're running the other side. I run the other side of changing lives. Now, what's the name of your book one more time? Wake Up, Break Rules. Wake Up and Break Rules. Mm -hmm. And then you have an underlining? The tagline is, it's time to man up and live your destined life. I love that. I Just, that makes me want to read it right there. Like, um, but, how many pages is it? Is it going to be a long book? No, this is not going to be a long, like, you know, war and peace. Right. I don't have that time. Is it going to be like Good Night Moon? Good Night. It's probably going to be about 120, 130 pages. Okay. You know, not like a huge novel, but something, something that's powerful enough that gets the initial message across. That sounds lovely. Mm -hmm. That's good luck. Yeah. Well, we, we look forward to, 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 to seeing, you know, it'll on... on uh, Kim Tracy's website, you know, Maxwell James. Do you have your own website? I do. What you got? Um, the name of, well, actually, if you want to learn more about the book, Kim and I did an interview yep. around the book. It's called wakeupbreakrules.com. And then my business is called Executive Edgeworks. Okay. And they can find you on there. Yes. And you're on Facebook and all the other stuff. I'm on too. Facebook, yep, everything. The book and the, 
or you know, your guest speaking and then liking you and all this other yep. stuff. Yeah. So Facebook. yeah. So the book, the speaking, and then um, I also run a podcast show. Mm-hmm. You know, not similar to yours, but a podcast yeah, show sure. too. And that one's called My Time Is Now. Okay. As well. And they can find that too. Yep. Yep. Now, where do you want to take this? Who who needs to hear this message in, in the United States or anywhere? Who who needs to hear your message and what you're talking about? What 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 genre of people? Or what, what companies, who, who do you want to get your message to? You know, this message is for the businesses and business professionals that are already in a successful track okay. within their lives, but they don't know how to reach that next level. They're, they can see it, they can smell it, they can feel it, but they just don't know what needs to be done in their lives today to get to that next level. Okay, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to happen in, in June. You're gonna, exactly. Are you going to do a big book launch? Are you going to have a little party? Yes. You yes. could have it here at Original Brooklyn's if I you can, wanted to. You could yes. have it right here. Absolutely. Right back there in the corner. You could probably have it. Or outside, because it'll be a beautiful day. I don't know what they charge here, but I'm sure it's I'm sure it's reasonable. So um, good luck to you and, and I Thank and you. I wish you the, the absolute best luck and, and people can find you on uh, Maxwell James Agency. They can also find you on all the other cool stuff you're doing. And of course, uh, they can probably find you on, on, on your guys' website for strategies. Yes. Is it called what's it called again? Relocation and strategies. strategies. Yep. I love that. And they are as well? Yes. Wonderful. And, and for you, Kim Tracy, um, what's, what's next for you? What are you trying to do next for your business or for yourself? Oh, boy. We are actually in the process of kind of revamping business models, which is always great because you, I actually listened to Char's podcast this morning, and he was talking about if you are in an industry that is saturated, how do you distinguish yourself? What are you going to be doing different? And we've been working on a really cool project for about the past three weeks that maybe 10, 15 other speakers know about right now. So if I wanted to start a coffee shop, you know, you could help me because that's saturated. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Probably not. But I would refer you to somebody. Yeah, I, would, I would refer to you to one of the yeah, speakers. <laughs> or somebody, because I wouldn't, it would be very hard to do right now in these days. Um, where can people find you besides, you know, MaxwellJamesAgency.com? Um, it's actually Maxwell James. Dot net. Dot net, sorry. And then on Twitter, it is MJA Speakers, and you can reach me direct at 720-259-6353, extension 101. So if you think you've got what it takes to be a speaker and go out there and help the world uh, change their lives in many different ways, it doesn't have to be business, it can be whatever. <laughs> you look up the, the Maxwell uh, James Agency with Kim Tracy. Um, are you guys ready for uh, Rob's Fast Five questions? Yes. Yeah, let's do All right, it. here we go. If you, um, <laughs> it, uh, growing up, growing up, um, uh, when you guys were, were young girls growing up, what did you want to be? I know you wanted to be a weather girl, but, or. No, no. I didn't. Um, it didn't occur to me. No, you had no, you had no dream of, I want to be an astronaut or anything? No. You want to work with animals, be a fisherman? No. Be on deadly, Deadliest Catch? No. Be a desperate housewife? No. no. It, it was literally I, I, that epiphany in the, it, it, on the Today Show set. That was really it? Yeah. And we're working, we're working PR. Yeah. Well, there you go. And for you, and for <laughs> you, Sean. And, you know, for me, I always wanted to be a teacher, but not like a teacher in school, but a teacher of some sort, not realizing that's what I'm doing today. And that's what you're doing now. That's what I'm doing now. That's what you're doing yeah. now. If, um, if you could go anywhere, if, Kim, if you could go anywhere in the world and, and live besides Colorado, where would it be? Hmm. I, I want to go like Kuala Lumpurish really? or Bora Borish. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. That's 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 no that's that's not very much land there. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> a very small piece of land there. Hey, that's fun. And for you, where would you want to where would you want to be? 
Oh, gosh. You know, I love the Grand Caymans. I actually want to go visit Phuket, Thailand. Would definitely love to be there. If, um, if you could bring back... <laughs> <laughs> If you could bring something, if you could bring something back from the past, and uh, and show a and show somebody, you know, somebody from the past, what's going on in the future, um, Char, who would that person be? Oh gosh, who would that person be? I would probably say Michael J. Fox on Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> but Michael J. <laughs> you mean you know Marty McFly? Yes, Marty McFly. And you wanted to bring him. Where? To here. To, to present, here, yeah. To present with, day. with my red Reeboks. Oh my <laughs> High God. top, red Reeboks. Oh my That's right. God. Wow. <laughs> Show them what 2016 looks like. Yes. And for you, Kim Tracy, who would you like to. Any, 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 it doesn't have to be, it could be, you know, a, a, a popular figure from the, from the past or any, anybody, bring them, bring them back to present day and show them what we're doing. Seriously, I would actually bring back Michael Jackson. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's only, oh, he's only been gone, what? For seven years? Yeah, maybe? Seven, but I mean, he was at the forefront of doing what he did. Yeah. And this generation, they don't know the Michael Jackson that like we grew up with. Completely different artist, completely different human being. Yeah. Who's going to be our next president, Kim? I don't know, and I won't even go there. Okay. Shar, <laughs> who's going to be our next president? I would say you. I, no, you no. know. No, they, it, don't want, they don't want a fluffy president. It wouldn't surprise me if it was Trump. Okay. It wouldn't surprise me. Okay. He's got the character for it. He's, he's got. He's got. A, they all got a chance. You can just pick one. I mean. Yeah. You can, I mean, you can just say. You can just say any of them. You don't have to be right. <laughs> just pick one. That's good because I'm wrong a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could just say well, it might be him. Um, do you like? Um, do you like pandas? I, I'm not averse to pandas. Okay. But do you like pandas? Okay, sure. Yeah, and do you like do you like pandas? <laughs> yes, they're beautiful. Yeah, I, they're, yeah. yeah and, they're cute. It's Rob's fast five questions. I get to ask hey, whatever. Hey, I'm wants. the youngest of four children. There's yeah. always a motive no, behind any no, question. No, there's no. <laughs> um, what's your What's your favorite dessert? Oh, cheesecake. Cheesecake, and for you? Ooh, mine's creme brulee. Creme brulee, see, great, we're close. wonderful. Yeah. See, we're eating next oh, week. We're wonderful, wonderful desserts there. I want to thank you both for being on the show, for being our kickoff show here at Original Brooklyn's. Uh, you guys are our 35th show. We're kicking off our fourth season right here. Could not thank you enough for being here so much and uh, bringing your friends and family and helping us out, uh, telling people that we're here, and, and we'll just grow from here, and we appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thank you thank so you, much. Thank you, Rob. And I just want to quickly remind you, <laughs> just want to quickly, thank you very much. I just want to quickly remind you that Zing Tea is our official drink of the topic of conversation. Uh, come, come and uh, grab yourself a, a Zing tea uh, at any major major um, grocery store or convenience store around the Denver metro area and around the United States. It is a national brand, Zing tea, and comes in a lot of different flavors with real cane sugar and, of course, uh, with ginseng in almost every can. It's wonderful tea, and I hope you enjoy it. Zing tea, the official drink of the topic of conversation. I just want to remind everybody to please listen, talk, and laugh as much as you can and wake up every day with a purpose, just like Char and Kim do, to make people better in the world and you never know someday you might be right here with us in denver colorado at the original brooklyn's as our topic of conversation good night and good day thanks Woo! i'm rob stoggins i'm your host of the topic of conversation and i just want to thank you all for tuning in and listening live here at audience and of course all over the podcast world 
And I just want to kindly remind you to listen, talk, and laugh as much as you can. Wake up every day with a purpose to do good things for you and others. And you never know, you might be right here in downtown Denver at the original Brooklyn's as our topic of conversation. Thanks again. Have a great day and good night.